All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca podcast episode today. I'm your host, Nathan Holrit, CEO at Photographer's Edit, and of course, host of the show. And I'm glad to hang out with you today. It's good to have you here. And for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this after the fact, make sure to follow us at Boca Podcast, or actually, yeah, Boca Podcast on Instagram, B-O-K-E-H podcast on Instagram. For those of you who are actually watching the live stream, you can see that up there on the screen as well. But this is a live stream. We are live streaming really all of our episodes at this point, usually about two a week. And we're pushing it out to facebook.com slash Boca Podcast. And you can watch the replays there as well if you want to go back. But it's very much an interactive experience. And I would love for more people to come and join us, hang out, ask questions, make comments, send us funny emojis, and especially ask our guests questions because we're going to be getting into some really interesting topics, especially today uh, with, with James and Jess. And I'm going to introduce them here in just a second. But we're going to be getting into album sales and more specifically how you could sell 60K, $60,000 in album sales. I know that totally sounds like clickbait. I promise it's not. We're going to talk about the principles, the ideas, the steps behind that process. Before I introduce James and Jess, though, I want to bring something up that has really kind of been weighing on me, and I guess in a positive way. Uh, but that is a recent conversation that I had here on the podcast with Sean Lee. I'm going to share my screen here real quick so you all can see this. But Sean, episode 464, developing a brand that makes a difference. Sean came on the episode at that point and just really made an impact on me um, by sharing the significance of looking for ways to give back, really, at the end of the day. He does so in a super impactful way in Detroit and is giving to the community there at a level that is just kind of mind-blowing to me. How, how Sean runs a business and also is able to give so much is just, it's super impressive, super compelling. And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that's nice. Or, oh, that's really moving. It's another thing to actually go do something about it. And so what I want to do myself even more, and I also want to encourage all of our listeners to do is to look for even small ways to give back in some way. And what I wanted to actually share with you is an organization that I've been giving to now for a little bit. And, and I'm actually going to pull up the screen here really quick, uh, charitywater.org. Now, this is not meant to be a promotion for Charity Water. I, I'm not in any way tied directly to them. They're not paying me to do this. But this is an organization that I've been able to give to for a little while. And the cool thing is you give $40 to Charity Water, and that means that an individual can have clean drinking water. And I want to not only begin doing this on a regular basis at the introduction of each book, a podcast episode, just as a way to encourage everybody to look for opportunities to give. But I, we're going to also begin at Photographer's Edit to put together some projects, some efforts to give a bit more as well, specifically to Charity Water. We already have something set up in the Photographer's Edit shopping cart. We have for quite a while now, actually. To, where you can round up your purchase and give to Charity Water. But I, I want to do way more than that. And um, so we're going to probably work to put together some campaigns to raise some additional money for that organization. There's so many different organizations and charities that we can give to, I realize. But I think at the end of the day, the very base level, we all need drinking water. And it's kind of crazy to think about the fact that about three quarters of a billion people don't have access consistently to clean drinking water, you know, where I can, I mean, I've got my mug of water here that I can just sip on like it's nothing. And so to me, that was super compelling. That's the organization I've chosen to give to. 
And just to, uh, and, and what I'm going to do at the beginning of every episode is just to show you a receipt earlier today, I made that $40 donation. You can see that on screen right now. I just popped that up there for proof. Um, and again, this is not meant to make a statement as much as to encourage everybody to look for ways, opportunities to give back. And I, what I said to Sean even is I, I'm like, I'm so head down on my business, not distracted, but there's just so many things to keep up with trying to run a business that the idea of trying to go look for opportunities to give to the community, get involved in the community is kind of an overwhelming thought to me. And, and he was super gracious in response, but I, at the end of the day, I know that he would agree with me in saying that even looking for small opportunities to give is the way to go, even if you're doing something. And I think this is a great opportunity to do that. So if you don't have an organization that you currently give to, charitywater.org, check it out. And uh, I'm going to just continue to very, very quickly, much shorter intro in the future, uh, give to Charity Water as an example and encourage everybody listening and watching to do the same thing. All right. Enough of me rambling on and talking. I want to introduce our guests for today. James and Jess are here with me. Thank you guys for being patient with me while I did that intro. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello, guys. Man, Nate, that was awesome. Hello, everybody watching live. Uh, we're James and Jess, and we're going to dive in soon. But I just want to say, Nate, that's like the raddest thing. I love that you're doing that. I love that the heart behind it, and I love your mission behind it. Also, that rounding up thing uh, is one of my favorite things, just to like give to a charity, because I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like the compound effect. It's like that yeah. times 25 weddings times however many photographers are doing that makes an impact way quicker than you think, even if you think clicking a little roundup button doesn't feel like that yet. So I, I love that. Well, it's it really is kind of crazy to think about 40 bucks. And again, that amount, I think for a lot of us, is, is a minuscule amount, a relatively small amount when, in the scheme of things. And, yeah. you know, get, like I said earlier, we have such easy access to drinking water to think about the fact that that relatively small amount can mean somebody having consistently having drinking water. is kind of crazy to think about, but it, this is really not about me. Honestly, Sean was so compelling in his message and so humble and gracious in his heart. And th that's behind what he's doing in this. I, I just, I, I had to do something. So um, shout out to Sean. And uh, for those of you listening in, watching that haven't listened to episode 464, make sure you go back and do that. Um, Sean's just such a cool guy. We're going to get involved with his conference later this year as well. But James and Jess, I, I, how, I don't even know how long I've known you guys. It feels like it's, it's been quite a while. I feel like it's been over a decade. Yeah. I just, I feel like we've always been like industry friends. Yeah. Since, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I can remember. So yeah, I completely am with you. Back, back when you and I weren't so in shape. And now when we are, and, and through all the seasons of life, we've gotten to see each other. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because I, this is great segue because I, I want to, we're, we've got so much to talk about a really compelling topic as well. Um, but I realized that you guys have a YouTube channel as well. So right, really quickly, I'm going to pop up on screen for everybody listening in or watching for that matter. Jamesandjess.com is the website. And then you guys have separate uh, Instagram accounts. So Jess Fairchild, yes. I've got that up on screen is there as well. Sounds are spelled just like it sounds for those of you listening to the audio. Yep. And then James Witty, J-M-E-S-W-I-T-T-Y uh, on Instagram as well. But then on YouTube, I'm going to pull this up really quick. Uh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize that this was something that you guys were, were doing. When, yeah, when did the YouTube a, channel start? Recently, this is a quick, this was a fairly new, I'd say this year, a 2021 thing. I have just had this itch for five years to do YouTube and okay. it never, it never came together like I wanted it to. I've tested it. I've done this. And finally this year, 
I'm in part of a mastermind group uh, without there. It's not a photographer's group. It's just a business group. And they finally gave me a few tools and equipped us to do this. So I decided I'm going to go for it. So for the first month, I did a video every single day. Oh, did I lose you guys? Are you still there? Oh, there we go. I'm on mute. There we okay. go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. we had a... <laughs> We had an audio issue. What everybody listening and watching it doesn't see is I have this whole production thing happening in front of me <laughs> and there's like 68,000 different buttons. And if I click the wrong one, we, we could be in trouble for a second. I think we're good now. You're um, good. What, it's like you're running ESPN over there. It's wild. <laughs> so what I've got up on screen here for everybody that might be listening to the audio is the homepage of the YouTube channel. And why even bring this up, James? You talked about getting in shape. I, I started watching one of the videos earlier and your arms are just jacked, man. Like, what, what are you doing? What's going on oh, here? Man. That's, uh, that's, that's just part of my keeping me sane. And uh, actually, when you were talking about, we were, we were, I know we were going to chat a little bit kind of about free time and yeah. setting time for yourself. And that has a huge, huge part of it. Uh, but yeah, the YouTube channel came out of wanting a, I've tested private groups and paid groups and, and all kinds of things. And what I really wanted to have a space for was I can just flip up my camera whether I'm feeling like a high production or just talking to the camera and give something that's on my heart of value to specifically photographers. And the way we kind of say it is we teach you how to thrive in business, not just in business, but in life, Okay. which means making more money. It also means making more time for yourself. Yep. And then our biggest caveat is if you want to, or teach you how to travel the world while doing it, because we travel 50% of the year and we've set up this business where it happens almost automatically. So a geek out there a lot so starting this monday it will be every monday and every friday wow uh two videos a week so super stoked on that okay well i i mean i'm sure jess isn't complaining either she gets to look at that all the time so uh, <laughs> absolutely it's, it's you saw pretty... that big smile on my face <laughs> <laughs> oh i totally did i'm watching <laughs> all right so we really do have so much to get into i i want to jump to um I, I try to make these rapid fire questions i was joking the other day right. that i i asked these so-called rapid fire questions. That's how they're labeled when I send the outline to my guests for everybody breaking the fourth wall a little bit. And I, and yet what ends up happening is I end up asking follow-up questions and we spend the first half, half hour of the show and the so-called rapid fire questions. So we'll see if we can make this happen. Uh, but Fine with me. Yeah. We could go slow motion questions if we need to. So. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, so let's actually talk about your brand position. This is a topic we get into quite a bit on the podcast and we do it. I haven't really kind of explained this in a little bit, but we do this because we've got a really crowded industry. And mm. when somebody's looking for us amongst a, a massive crowd of photographers, thousands and thousands and thousands of photographers, quite a few, even in a local market space, we need to figure out ways to stand out. There are multiple ways to do that. One of the things that I don't think has gotten enough attention is when it comes to messaging and more specific brand messaging. And so that's mm -hmm. why we're highlighting it here on the podcast, because it really isn't discussed enough. But how would you all sum up your position in the marketplace where you're at? Yeah, uh, there's, it's, it's such a powerful question. Of, it's a very saturated market. And that's not a complaint to me. If anything, it gives me that fire under my seat to do, we are just talking about this, to do the things that only we can do. I think a lot of photographers, creatives in general, there's this odd, for being in such a creative space, there's this very odd thing that happens where you want to cookie cutter it, where you're like, oh, I'm going to see what this person did because that worked and I'm going to make that mine. And I'm, I've been guilty of this. I've been doing this 10 years and Jess has been doing this 15 years. Mm -hmm. And finally, we just started to get to this point where it's like, I'm just going to do whatever James and Jess would do. And that's okay. usually a cocktail in hand and <laughs> laughing and, yep, yep. and just having that position. So one of that encouragement is it usually happens when you're on that line and you think, should I publish this? Should I do this? 
what if this? My encouragement is nine out of ten times it's a yes. Hmm. Like it's it should be, you know, just a buddy asked me the other day of he was going to go drop off uh, for some clients. He's a he's my speaking coach. He's going to go drop off. Uh, it was Cinco de Mayo and it was like a pack of uh, Coronas. Okay. And a watercolor thing his wife did that said, can't wait to talk about your business or something like nice, that. And he nice. was he had everything set up and he almost didn't do it. I was like, no, go do that. Go do those things you're thinking about. And I know that's not necessarily like my brand statement, but that's how I feel about a lot of those things is it should be a reflection of you. That's what your brand should be or what you stand for. Like you're saying, Sean and his, all his charity work, which is amazing. So for us, if you want to boil it down to the wedding world, we, the, the simple phrase we use is luxury with open arms. Oh, I we like it. Are, yeah. We are priced and experienced at a very luxury market. And a lot of the times when you run in those worlds, it's very closed off space. It's a very exclusive space. It's a very, uh, I guess, nose up, kind of not going to dive in or do that. Sure. So when you add luxury with open arms, it's very accessible to anyone that finds the value in it. And it's cool because we've been able to do this and shoot these insane weddings all over the world. And I can, I can text like my grooms text me all the time, just like as buddies. Now, one of okay. our favorite brides and grooms is literally moving next to us. Like they're right across the hall, like in our, we live in like a, it's kind of like new girl in like a loft on top of a commercial building and right across <laughs> okay. the hall, they wanted to move to Santa Barbara so bad. And I was like, this is so cool. So that's our brand position for the wedding world. We just, it's very simple luxury with open arms. Okay. I, I have to ask you that because I'm, I'm on your website that it, I literally had goosebumps as you're talking because it's such a brilliant <laughs> brand position statement. You need it. You need it plastered on the homepage of your website here. It's so good. <laughs> I do. I do. I need to put it up there. That's been something I've been toying with. I just love that phrase as well the greatest experience uh, for the the greatest celebration of your life sure when sure. we did a full rebrand though like when we officially switched from jessica fairtel to james and jess yeah that was like basically yeah the i remember we were sitting us. there with jeff shipley and we had tonic and we were in yeah. seattle with him and it was just we all kind of just we started mapping out what it looked like because mm-hmm. jeff and jen are just the most brilliant Love you know, working it's like, with I'm them. I'm thinking about this, and yeah. you feel you give an emotion, and they map it out. You're like, yes, just like yeah. that. But that was we all felt that like, luxury with open arms. So, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll take that encouragement right off the cuff. Do I it. It's so it good. Sure, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's our that's our simple brand position. Yeah. And then our brand position, which is kind of like a not brand of the educating, like just the James and Jess education, is very much open. You know, I started the YouTube channel because I didn't want to have a private group where people learn this. I have courses and things that take me weeks to explain and teach people, but it's very much, I have spent a decade and just 15 years learning about this and I'm not an expert in everything. The things I'm an expert in, I'll share with you. And the things I'm not, I will share how I'm learning along the way. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) But you know, I I think that makes a difference. We use the word authenticity in our in our culture and in our industry in particular a lot and to the extent that it's frankly a little bit annoying at times because it's <laughs> almost seems inauthentic to use the word authentic because it's just the thing to say. But I think, I think part of authenticity is the willingness to set aside ego to the extent that you're willing to, mm. you, me, any, anybody is willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm not quite sure about this thing. I'm learning right now and this is what I'm learning. And we talked about this actually before we went on air is that idea of of sharing what you're learning as you go. And that to me feels super authentic. The fact that this person is not trying to put themselves up here 
but saying, hey, you know what? I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure these things out. I'm making some mistakes as I go along. But here's what I've learned this far. This is what's worked. This is what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, – and you do such a good job of this. That's like you're one of the, the highlight people I think of because it's it's really easy to say the word authentic and then somehow just elevate your own mind. You're like, I'm up here. It's like, listen, I'm definitely not. None of us are. And yeah. that's actually the most physical representation. This is why I love uh, Unite, Show at United, which I'm yes. so stoked is happening this year. Is, I know. You know, we're speaking on stages and the only reason the stage is high is because there's hundreds of people, right? If it was up to me, I'd be sitting with all these people in a circle, yes. but yeah. they need to see me. Mm-hmm. And I, our favorite thing is we take that entire week off. We don't book weddings because I'm going to be there. And as soon as I'm off that stage, I'm going to be right there. And the physical representation of that is like leaders are supposed to be mixed in. You know, it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be like a leaders on this stage. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but doing that in all that you do digitally can be much more challenging because you have this platform to feel elevated, but. Yeah, I think when you just open with it, it's like I'm an expert of a lot of things. A lot like I'm gonna talk about albums. Great. I used to not be, and I fumbled my way through. And the only reason I became an expert is because uh humility through that, you know. And mm. I think the more leaders that do that, the better, and the more people that want to be leaders, the better. Well, and and Jess keeps it real for you because we all know who the better photographer is here. Oh, uh, 100%. You got to deal with that all the time. <laughs> I have to deal with that 24-7. And Jess, this is like, you nailed it. It's like, I'm all right. But Jess has been doing this for 50% longer than I have, yeah. to be fair. And she is uh, on the Enneagram scale of one, and I'm a seven. So I'm just like, I get off a wedding. I'm on a high, like, oh, this and this. And her first thing is like, we should have done that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we did that wrong. We should have done that. Oh, did you get this? I, I'm Which it's never like wrong. She yeah. just wants to get it better. Yeah. We do have something that's really fun though. A healthy competition is we have a save the date competition. So whatever image our couples choose for their save the date, that is what actually ends up like <laughs> winning. So when they send us a save the date in the mail, we know who took that photo because our couples never know that. So we have a healthy competition, and James was in the lead two for like, years. Yeah, for like two years, this, and now I'm and back in the every lead. Every single one this year has been hers. So she's, <laughs> he is a fantastic photographer. She's asserting he her really dominance is. once again. But I'm winning right now. <laughs> we used to when I was shooting weddings with my business partner at the time. We would come back from weddings and look at the pictures, and and it was kind of a competition of sorts. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, that look, that image is incredible. It looks really good. Whose is it? And so what we yes. would do, we yeah. were shooting Nikon at the time and, and the Nikon cameras at that point, I think uniquely so, you could rename the prefix of the file name. And so we would put our, our initials, the front of the file name, and so when we got back to look at the images, we could pull them up. And if we liked an image, we could look and see whose it actually was and actually get to take credit for it. So that was kind of fun that's, too. That's awesome. I <laughs> that's love amazing. That. I like that. Uh, well, I, I want to keep asking more questions because we've yeah, got a lot to great. cover. So talk to us. Um, and, and speaking of cliche, I mean, we talk a lot about customer experience in the industry, but I don't think it, it's, I don't know if we can talk about it too much because what we have realized, we've talked about it quite a bit here on the podcast as well, is despite the fact that we're in 2021, we've got all this amazing technology. At the end of the day, it is about <laughs> customer experience, right? Yes. And so I'm curious what big idea has driven customer experience for your brand as photographers? Yeah, I think there's, I know you'll be able to speak into the, yeah. the one luxury part, but there's, there's really two things that I, that I really think are important is one is as, as boring as it sounds, um, having a mapping out your customer's journey in a system. Uh, there's, I forgot the author, um, but he basically says when you're educating someone, 
and you take them on a customer success path. As in, there are Donald Miller steps. Donald Miller, yes, yes. thank you, yeah. Donald Miller. And there's a path. There's a path where when someone comes through the door, mm-hmm. when they leave that door, there should be you should know what's happening. You know, and I mean, Disney's great at this, and there's so many people great at this. Uh, so for us, it it was mapping out exactly what happens in those steps. And I know there's 36 steps. When I send a contract to, which I'll talk about with the albums, when I send the final album is 36 steps. And I know that I have HoneyBook as our CRM, but I also have a physical chart with 36 and it maps out everything. So we put big X's on it. And I know that no one's going to fall through the cracks because I can give one person the greatest experience of their life. And that's Mm -hmm. detrimental if you don't do it again, because they're going to talk you up. They're going to set their expectations up here. And when you don't follow through, that's really hard to recover from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think if anyone's listening, they're like, how do I consistently do that? One, you're thinking consistency, which is great. And map it out. It doesn't have to be insane, but as long as you're giving above expectation, mapped out things to each and every customer, I think that's where the true success comes from. It's mapping it out. Because then it's not relying on how you feel that day or what you remembered. Because I think especially early on in business, I saw a lot of my friends who a lot of them didn't make it 15 years and they aren't photographers anymore, but they would only work when they felt like it or when they felt Mm -hmm. inspired. And I think that there is an artist mentality that it's fine to work on certain things that bring you that creativity Mm -hmm. when you're, when you feel like it. But when you want to serve your clients really well, you need to have a plan for it and you need to have a system and you need to execute it as you go along because otherwise things are going to slip through the cracks and that's never how we want our couples to feel. And we make a point every year to have our photos taken by someone Mm -hmm. to like hire someone for us to go through that experience because we got married almost eight years ago and (laughs) our wedding photography experience was a whole other thing we won't talk about right now, but (laughs) it's really important to go through that experience and remember what it's like to be a client. And so we intentionally do that. So we remember what it's like so we can make sure that we give our couples an incredible experience from start to finish. Half the time, I would fortunately more, more now it's more than half the time, but sometimes it's a bad experience. Like when we hire someone, it's like out of left field. You're like, I was not expecting this to not go so well. Yeah. And then sometimes, unfortunately, most of the time, it's really remarkable. We just had uh, Erica and John do our branding images. I saw that. They were just on the show actually. Yeah, I know. That's I think right before after they they we flew them up to Santa Barbara, they were doing it, and yep. that was the greatest, hands down, the greatest photo experience I've ever had in my life. Yes. That's cool. And so I kind of came off a high where we booked them, and three days later, like a welcome box in the mail, which is what I do to people. Yep. I was like, oh wow, this feels yeah. good, you know. So all that <laughs> isn't so it funny? Like really we talk about it, and it still feels good. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like I could see there, like. I know that someone could see my client experience graph and know the date they're getting everything and they'd still yeah. be, you wow. know, and that's, yeah. I think that's great. But another yeah. thing, which speaking of welcome gifts, which is one of my favorite topics is like that physical gifting space is mm-hmm. we were talking about with uh, Ryan and Anna who run Refuge Photography, two really good friends of ours. They were talking about luxury goods um, and how luxury goods are delivered. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you probably know more about this since you, yeah. you open more luxury <laughs> goods than I do. <laughs> I when we we had a wedding in Lake Como this last year and on the way home we stopped by the Gucci store which is necessary. It was just as prized for shooting fun. in Lake Como. Yeah, which, was I, so, which is necessary. I love that. Yeah. Which Absolutely. Is necessary. <laughs> in Italy like There's had no to. taxes when you're when you buy 
out of country. Anyway, so we stop at the Gucci store and I get this Gucci belt that I've wanted for a long time. And what was incredible about the whole experience was amazing, but we were talking about how the belt doesn't just come as the belt. The belt comes inside of this branded Gucci bag, inside of a box, <laughs> inside of another bag, inside of the actual like luxury Gucci bag. And we were talking about this experience of it's not just the item itself, it's the whole experience leading up to opening the packaging. And even mm-hmm. the receipt is in this like beautiful little folded thing that I kept because yep. I wanted to. Yep. Um, but that's the difference between just buying a belt at the at a normal store versus that yeah. level of experience and that's what we wanted our and that level to experience. of experience can be luxury like in in our brands and it can also just be because you care like apple there's a whole department of apple that is dedicated to how easy it is to open things I wish they would give that to the guys who make SD cards, but they haven't yet. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but, so or, I just, or guys' yeah. razors, too. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, like you go oh, buy yeah. a razor at the, the store worst. and you have to cut into that and the, the plastic will slice your fingers up if you don't do it just it's, right. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think with that, obviously most important in, in our opinions is having it mapped out um, into a system, whether it's uh, 36 steps like us or five steps, it doesn't matter. And for all of you creatives like us who are thinking like, ah, that's so boring, I will say the most boring systems create the most remarkable brands. And like, it's remarkable that I can go to Starbucks here and in Tokyo and get the exact same thing. It's because they have a system. I was working for them in high school when they built that system and it was, I didn't like it because I was like, ah, uh, rebelling. I don't want to be put in this system. <laughs> now as a consumer, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, well, it pays off. I- I'm so glad, and Jess, you kind of highlighted this earlier too, the really, I guess, ultimately how art and business can coexist. It's not about one or the mm-hmm. other, because I think a lot yeah. of photographers do get st- stuck in that so-called creative mindset. And then the notion of structure or discipline or workflow organization, those things all kind of seem nerdy and, and really <laughs> disinteresting in the end. They're not sexy, right? But right. at the end of the day, the reality is putting those systems in place, give us the freedom then to be creative, to, to go shoot mm-hmm. as much as we want to for that matter. Yeah, if we're just absolutely. willing to put the time and the effort and the energy into to putting those systems in place. So I, I think that's, I'm really glad that you highlight that. That's huge. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I, I, I a lot over the years. <laughs> oh, same here. Yeah. And still learning quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And I, I have to also give a shout out to, uh, you talked about Anna and Ryan. Yeah. We had them on the show back in four episode 458. And then also of course, Erica and John 485. I so we'll, We'll link to those in the show notes at uh, bocapodcast.com for everybody listening if you haven't heard those episodes yet. But yeah, let me if, keep... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if anyone hasn't followed those guys, they are the most genuine... We met them at United. That's how we became friends with all of them. Yep. And they are yep. unbelievable, one, at what they do at their craft, but mm-hmm. just open and kind, the kindest, most genuine people. So go follow all of them. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, we'll link to them in the show notes. But I, I want to ask you about, you talked about time earlier. So talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about time management. And, and this is, we could go so many different directions with this, but yes. what is kind of a key idea that's enabled you all to run the businesses that you have? And you mentioned travel earlier as well, but then ultimately just to be able to have space and time for yourselves, for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we can both talk about you this go. for a long time and we'll try <laughs> to keep it short, but planning for it is the biggest thing. So we have definitely gone through seasons where we don't take a day off because we honestly forget. We have 
so much work and we're so grateful to have that amount of work. Of course, 2020 was a little bit different. Plenty but, of free time. Yeah, plenty of free time. <laughs> um, but we would go an entire month without taking a day off because we simply forgot to schedule that time mm-hmm. off. So something that we've been really intentional about this year is at the beginning of the month or a little bit before, we'll go through and with sticky notes or whatever form works best for you, we'll take our physical calendar and say, okay, this day is a full rest day. And this day, we're not taking any work on this day. And then building the rest of the schedule around mm-hmm. like big projects that we have as well as smaller projects. Yeah. So a lot of that scheduling part is for us, it's sticky notes and it's just we write down everything we want to accomplish and then boil those down into bigger tasks. And it's, it's really hard when we first start doing this. You just have to write like day off or yeah. afternoon off. <laughs> and then you look at your calendar and you start scheduling it all to happen. And like you said, with travel. So for us, it's such a specific case because we had to do that over the last year as things were picking up and slowing down and mostly at home. But now we're back to traveling half, like literally 50% of the year. Mm-hmm. So for us, when you're doing that, it's more of the, hey, we're going to, like, we'll be in uh, Mexico next next month for a wedding. Nice. And we know, like, we're going to be there for two or three days working. Let's take an extra day or two and go explore. Yeah. And 100%. that in itself is so life-giving Yeah. that it's like, I could go hit the ground running. And that's the point. Is mm-hmm. it's You're not working to rest. It all works together. You know, yeah. it works with taking this day off. I'm fueled. I'm ready to go back to work. And I'm ready to go do this. Like, we're in San Diego right now visiting my family. And... You're going to see my niece and a nephew and we're taking like Birch Aquarium later and all this stuff. And I'm going to, I'm going to love this time and I'm going to go home refreshed and ready to keep working. You know, it's this very ebb and flow type relationship where a most, especially guilty in America of working to vacation, which is just not, it's not even sustainable over the long run because we've seen like repercussions of like health and all this stuff. And then speaking of that is, uh, is health is one of the bigger things is, you were mentioning working out and all that. And we we work from home. We have creative. So we all we stare at screens a lot and we're traveling a lot. And we just probably two years ago started a like fitness journey of we woke up one day. We both kind of looked at each other and we're just like within the same two or three days, we're like, what is what happened? You know, we didn't pay <laughs> attention to it. Yeah. And so yeah. we uh, just joined gyms and started eating clean and, and started paying attention to that part of our bodies and business. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how they go hand in hand. It's like the healthier I feel and am and the more I sweat and the more that happens, the more I'm encouraged in business and the more yeah. confidence gets raised and little things that you can't just predict come out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and oddly enough, we book a ton of weddings from both our gyms. So that's great too. <laughs> Do you uh, really? That's really wild. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. No way. And, and if anyone is in that position where you're just like, I need to, I need to kind of get into that. I put a, I call it fight club rules where you don't talk about fight club yep, for yep. the first six months. Yep. I was just one. Cause I didn't want to be the, like the CrossFit guy who talks about CrossFit. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. I'm also not going to look for results. I'm okay. going to show up consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shift everything and I'm going to not look for any result for six months, you know? And then it was cool before six months happened, people started seeing results in yeah. me, you know? And I think you can carry that into business too. You're starting a business. Don't be discouraged. Don't look for crazy results for six months and you're going to start to feel it way before then. Yeah. Consistency. That's, I've been kind of faced with the, the importance, the reality of, of consistency as it relates to success in life, happiness in life, even more so in the last uh, year or two in particular, because mm. I'm a naturally pretty emotional guy. I think as a lot of photographers are. And, uh, and it was very easy for me, especially in my, my past life to be kind of like this. 
And, totally. and so that would then translate to the way that I was taking care of my, my health as well. And man, now it's, I, I can't, I almost can't live without being in the gym and sweating hard. And mm-hmm. uh, I listened to, to Joe Rogan, who I, I know is not for everybody, but his podcast, one of the things he talks about is the importance of getting in and doing hard work. Because what that translates yes. to is, is developing this habit of being okay with struggle, being okay yes. with mm-hmm. challenge. Um, because mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, I think our culture has gotten a bit soft, right? Like everything is mm-hmm. such a big Absolutely. deal now, and totally. And so I think kind of shifting out of that mindset and being okay with being challenged constantly and pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone constantly and consistently. Mm-hmm. For me, it's usually a, like a twenty-minute high-intensity interval session. So we're not talking crazy stuff, but no. it's it's enough that it's certainly. I mean, it's su- super healthy for me. It's invigorating. It gets my day going. But I also am forced to struggle because I'm looking at numbers in front of me that don't lie, right? I can, kind of to your point earlier, Jess, like the, I can feel one way one day, but those numbers tell me something totally <laughs> yes. different. I'm like, man, I'm working really hard. <laughs> so, but I think it's important to do that for the sake, not just of our health, but also mentality as well. It makes a big difference as business owners. Absolutely. I also find that I'm a kinder version of myself after I worked out. <laughs> yes. Or so I've been told by many people around me. And, and like, I mean, there's so many times that I'll get an email that I can easily react to, not write, writing them back, but react to and get frustrated about. And then I can go to the gym right afterwards and get some of that aggression out. And then when I come back to whatever I was working on, I'm like, oh, this is not a big deal. It's yeah. actually just part of business and we move on. But I think it's really helped my reactions. Like mm-hmm. having my own health in control has really helped me yep. to control other things around yeah. me. I think that you just said it. Like you come back to it, it's not that big of a deal, and that's yeah. a bigger mm-hmm. part of like getting ready for challenge. Is meant it's always worse mentally, right? Anything in your head is always scarier, and so it gets softer and softer the more you don't approach those things, and then you start to, and you're like, oh, right, this is good, and then you, you can level up and take on more things and. If someone were to map out all the things that stress me out in 10 years of business, you would never start because it's like you're scared of it, but Mm -hmm. you grow, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really good challenge under pressure, which grows you. And and then you look back and you're like, that, that, if that happened to me today, why would I stress about it? And it's those things that get through it. Talk to me um, about, I mean, as it relates to time management delegation, Mm And this is yes. something I think we were also talking talking about this before we went live on air. But I mentioned to you all that I'm still learning about this process mm-hmm. of delegation. A bit ironically, since I run a, an editing company that's all about <laughs> delegation. But it's yes. it's been as our company has grown, and as I've also tried to grow as an individual and as a business owner and as CEO, I'm working on my delegation skills, how to do so more effectively. For me, a lot of it, a lot of the um, the learning opportunity comes around communication, learning how to communicate more effectively. But I'm yeah. curious if you all have experimented with delegation in your business and oh, what yes. that's been like for you. I am the biggest fan of outsourcing and not because I don't like working. It's the complete opposite. I really like certain things that I do. Yeah. And the rest, we kind of have to let other people do it. And Jess can speak into this in a second. Mm. had a big, a hard time letting go of that control, being a perfectionist by nature, being an Enneagram one and just a bulldozer, knowing that she could probably do better than most people. Yeah. And it's true. She's better than most people at most of the things <laughs> she, she does. Um, but I'm a, we're just huge fans of that. So a list off of things at this point in our life that we delegate or outsource is, is editing, which I would love to talk about in a second, calling and editing in the business world, bookkeeping taxes. Uh, we have meal prep company ships us all of our meals. Cool. We have a house cleaner, um, 
So so many little things. There's times where if I just like I'll just hire a friend to take me oh, to the airport because I don't want to drive to the airport because I hate driving. <laughs> we have a strict we have a strict three and a half hour rule. If it's more than three and a half hours, we fly. <laughs> okay, okay. But oh yeah, and we have an administrative uh, assistant, a VA, who mm-hmm. does. We're in the midst of training her to take over all of our email communications and contracting and all that. And I do that because one. It's okay to have free time. You know, it's like, why are we on our own businesses if we're going to be slaves to it? Agreed. But the other thing is, I love this. I love one-on-one coaching. Like, I coach mm-hmm. photographers one-on-one. I would rather be doing that 10 times more than emailing for four hours a day, you know, and, and it allows us to do that. And then this question, it's ironic that, you know, you have a photographer's edit, but this is... Whenever someone asks us about outsourcing, like as a photographer, as those are 99% of the people we teach, is editing is the first thing to go. You know, it's like as soon as you like your work, like go hand it off. Like it's sliders, guys. It's it's sliders, and there's some people that can see more colors than you. I bet you know, and there's sure. people that can do it. She can see way more colors than I can. You know, and it works. So we did the math, and so basically, it took me nine here, yeah, years to start outsourcing our editing. Um, and I love being in control. I love having control of things. It's hard for me to believe that somebody else could do something better than I could do, which <laughs> saying those words out loud makes me sound makes you- <laughs> <laughs> a little crazy, but this is what was in my mind. So when I finally did start outsourcing my editing, we thought, let's do the math of how much time it actually takes me to edit and how much time we're saving. And so that was... 60 work days a year. Once you started outsourcing, so we do 25 to 30 weddings a year, it saves 68-hour work days a year, which if you're going to put that into days, including weekends, that's three months. Yeah, business days. If you're working six, seven days a week, that's two months of sitting at a computer for eight hours. That is so Times the nine years that I... Times nine years, which is, I think, like a year and a half or something. So when we started learning that, it's like, oh... What could you do with 60 free days for mm-hmm. pennies to the dollar on, on it? Yeah. And uh, the thing I encourage anyone, anyone listening to this who's thinking about outsourcing anything, you can always go back. You know, there's, you, can, you can try it if it's not for you. I would say try it for a, a month, whatever it is. If, if you, at the end of that month you're too stressed and you're just like, I can't do it, you, there's no rules. You can always go back. Uh, I've never have yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> but you can always you can always be like, actually, I'm going to start editing again. But sure. I would say that once we did that, I was like, oh, this is great. And it's like so much of a burden lifted. And it's like yeah. other people get to work and you're providing that. There's so many other things that happen in that. And your mind, you know, our brains can only handle so much at a time. We weren't, we weren't uh, created to, to multitask very, very efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. And like back when the word, like we say the word priorities, that's like a fairly new plural. <laughs> right. The root of the word, it's only once. Priority. It's like yeah. the one thing you want to be doing. So yep. we have so many tabs open in our head and you'll start to learn. You think you think I'm optimizing it, but you'll start to see that when you start to shut those tabs off, like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's I'm only doing emails at 10, 10 a.m. and at 4 p.m. and then that's it. 30 minutes a day or an hour a day total. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to give you my editing. And all those things start to shut off. You're going to like your creativity will get better your emotional strength will get more more in tune you know you'll have more creativity 
And so that's one of the bigger things. Yeah, I have free time back, but I, my mental clarity just is so much greater. You're yeah. creating space. Mm-hmm. You're creating space for whatever that you want that to be, for whatever success looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And like for us, it means we can take on more destination weddings and we can have a couple days before and after the wedding yeah. wherever we're traveling to just experience that culture and, it means and I meet can new coach people. more people and it means yeah. I can host more retreats and all those things, you know. So it's 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 the opposite of I don't want to work. It's because I want to go do what I'm passionate about more. Yeah. Well, and and probably in many cases too, it's more apt to the role that you're playing. I mean, I, I was just yes. I posted on yes. my stories yesterday. One of the things I, I've been the last two or three weeks have been just kind of chaotic for me. And a lot of that has been I've been taking care of I, I labeled it busy work, but that might come off the wrong way. It's stuff that has to be done. But yes. it's it, yeah. I, I wasn't really doing my role as, you know, quote unquote CEO. I hate to throw that title sure. out there, but just my role as the yeah. manager, the CEO, the owner, the things that I should be doing bigger picture. I wasn't really focused on that stuff because I was doing these individual tasks and fighting fires and, and whatnot. And man, even just being able to take a step back yesterday and finally have a little bit of a clearer head and a little bit of a clearer schedule and be able to focus on some of that kind of bigger picture yes. thinking and planning was just such a relief, but it's what I should be doing. I'm so glad that you highlight though, that this isn't about being lazy or not working. Tim Ferriss even, you know, he wrote that, that book, the four hour work week right. and yeah. it, yep. it came out and, and people got this wrong idea. They're like, oh yeah, four hour work week, whatever. <laughs> but he's since said, he's like, you know what? The people had the wrong idea The the title. Sure. I mean, it was like clickbait. It's a the title, title. Oh, it was an awesome <laughs> title. But he said it wasn't about only working four hours a week. It was about working intelligently so that as you're talking mm-hmm. about, you can w- do the things that you want to. And that could yeah. be more work. And in fact, for photographers, when they're not editing for 60 days a year, they can actually be doing things that will truly grow their business, move their business forward, that will actually enable them to book more clients rather than sitting behind a computer, as you were saying, just adjusting sliders. I mean, it's such mind-numbing minutia. Yeah. Right. When you get on the other side of it, you're like, man, that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Uh, But there's uh, Michael Gerber dubbed it. You know, it's working on your business, not in your business. And that's essentially what it is. And most people, once you identify that line, you're like, oh, okay, I get this. Like, I'm either a tech working as a technician for my business or I'm overseeing it CEO role and pushing it forward. So I always love that. And outsourcing is a huge part of that. And another thing that just kind of popped in my head is a lot of people when it comes to time kind of are functioning quote unquote paycheck to paycheck. Hmm. Like if I don't edit this, if I don't do this, if anything interrupts their editing cycle, they're this, the system, it's not a system, the business breaks, you know? And I of all people know like, we 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 were getting there's a YouTube video on this because it was so hilarious. We're going to the airport. Okay. We're like the, I'm we're very good and confident at traveling. We get in Justice Car, flat tire, <laughs> like out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. I have a 25 year old Land Rover that should not be driven far. Okay, it's never been driven that, more than 15. So I was miles. like, okay, fill it up with its coolant and put gas in it, and yep. we had to take it to two hours to LAX. But there's things like that that happen all the time, you know, like outside of business, out even out in family and emergency or silly little things. Or if, you know, if I drop a retreat and it's like in the middle of a, a week and if you could be like, hey, I could probably move a couple things around. I could go to this retreat. Awesome. That's part of outsourcing too, is having the mm. freedom yep. to know I can go do these things and the business will not break. Mm-hmm. In fact, outsourcing is optimizing your business because it doesn't just rely on you. Yes. You know, I know I can shoot a wedding on Saturday and if I need to shoot another wedding on Sunday because 
we have a system for it, you right. know, and emergencies happen. So I think if you're, if you're shouldering everything, there's a sense of pride for a minute until something breaks and you have to leave yes. and all of a sudden nothing works. So outsourcing is, it's a pro move. It's becoming an expert. You know, that's what it is. Outsourcing, if you want to think of it proudly, it's an expert move to level up your business. Beautifully summed up. I will leave that at that because we could do a whole podcast interview on just right. just that particular right. topic. Oh man, let's let's talk about albums because we've drawn people in with this title, yes. and they're going to be like sixty thousand yes. dollars in albums. How do we make this thing happen? Okay, so we're going to get. I I, I'm the, one of the biggest things, priorities for me, James and Jess, is practical application, right? Because yes. it is easy to put a title in there and get clickbait, and then to kind of share a bunch of fluff, and then they walk away. Listeners at attendees, conferences, workshops, podcasts, whatever, walk away with little to nothing to actually go do. I'm excited yes. to get to the practical application here in just a second. But just to give context to the conversation, will you briefly share, and Jess, maybe you can comment on this too, it, mm-hmm. the kind of the backstory with your experience in albums, kind of oh, yeah. how you've gotten to this place, if you will. Yeah. So we, especially as we knew that we wanted to serve a more luxury market, we knew that, well, everyone else in the industry in a luxury market is giving their couples albums. So we should provide albums and without a system in place, as we talked about, that's very important without that system. We were like, Oh, we'll just add it into our packages and then we'll figure it out later when we actually shoot the wedding. So we added it into all of our packages. We had no system for it, really no rhyme or reason, and we lost a lot of money. Uh, we probably mm-hmm. lost like three grand that yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we didn't know. We knew we wanted our couples to have albums. We didn't actually have a way to do it and make mm-hmm. it happen in a way that everyone was happy in the end. So then through many phone calls. With yeah, we met. Uh, he's Sean. always been a friend. Sean Gordon owns Kiss Books. And uh, yeah. It was, he's, believe it, was it or not, after. he's been on the podcast. I think we counted it the other day, Probably like, like a seven, dozen times. seven times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to oh. Kiss and Sean. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. So we, so that was a handful of years ago. Probably two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Lost money on albums, and then kind of were like burned on it. And we've tried so many things. You know, we tried like one of the problems I had was I didn't believe in it. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to hold the files. I, I one, I don't want to do in-person sales i also can't uh all my clients don't live near me we yeah. travel half the time and of the weddings we have in california none of them usually live in santa barbara one in 25 25 yeah <laughs> one one a year probably wow. lives where i'm like hey come over and i'm like okay yeah drive fly across the country to come you know it's just not gonna work <laughs> right right so i needed to find a way that one First and foremost, that I believed in, that, I, yeah. that we were comfortable with, that we knew would serve, not scam our clients. And so I got on the phone with Sean, and he has so many principles. He's so good at this. His heart is the same as yours. It's just serving people and loving on people well and making this industry a better place. So God bless him, because I was probably on the phone with him for two weeks straight. <laughs> and, you know, I was giving my dilemmas, his knowledge, his experience, mixed with what I'm trying to do. And we, we essentially came up with the system uh, that I'm going to do my very best to, to teach you uh, guys in, right now in this podcast that is obviously you can go deep into every single one of these things. But what I'm going to do is just give you like the eight things that I do that that started this journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what and- allowed us to make $60,000 extra income from albums yeah. just that first year alone that we applied it. Yeah. 
You mentioned KISS already, so that's kind of a segue oh my to, to my next question. Just briefly, before we get to those steps, I, I'm assuming this is the company we're going to highlight. I was going to ask you your kind of your go-to album company. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that yeah. is KISS. Yeah, it's KISS, KISS.US, and they are... There's a lot of album companies out there, you know, just like there's a lot of photographers and a lot of outsourcing companies and all sure. those things, but just like chatting with you, you know, Sean Gordon is like the same. He's, he's cruising around teaching people how to make the industry better. And right before I hopped on here, he sent me a Marco Polo and was like, all right, I'm coming to Santa Barbara and we're just going to jam on business together. It's like, awesome. You know? So, and he, he cares so much. So I, I have chose them for so many reasons, not to mention their albums are the highest quality I've ever experienced. And when we're Mm. charging what you do, you can't skimp on these things. Um, it's cool to go to the to actually go to the plant and watch them being made in person. Uh, it's been one of the coolest experiences for me to actually have to, to get to go do that. Have you all gotten to do that yet? I haven't Not yet. yet. Oh, we're you got to go. We were supposed to like last year and then okay. obviously couldn't. But yeah, yeah, we're super stoked. But yeah, it's amazing. And just having them like with their own hands make the covers and fold the leather. And it's, yeah. it's remarkable. So just as a craft alone, it's it's pretty great. So yeah, Kiss is our, our go-to. And also, as I'll talk about, there's some softwares that Kiss offers for free just for being a member um, mm-hmm. that you that we use that are okay. pretty vital to this system. You can do it. You know, you can get away with it with other things. But I'm I'm a man of simplicity, so I really like when everything's in one place. So that's what happens. So everything is simple except for the mustache. That that takes a little bit of that work, is, right? Yeah, maybe I'm not that simple, but <laughs> it takes some time. <laughs> You're a man of in something in something yeah <laughs> like an outsourcing i'm just like someone else do it but not with this excellent point <laughs> I, but just but it's we, unique we, i mean it, it takes sometimes yeah. the unique takes a little bit of extra work and and i'm good with that it does yeah. yeah so man of some simplicity and some <laughs> I guess. no i just makes a joke it, it takes me longer to get ready than she does most days yeah she's like mm, yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. well so let's let's get straight to these great. steps and i've, I've actually it. you're gonna see me looking down probably because i'm gonna actually take notes as you're talking here but great. let's just dive into this and share this with our listeners awesome and then if anyone wants to uh i know you can throw this on the screen later but if you guys just go to jamesandjust.com slash boca k-e-h uh i made a download one it's the math of making like the base level is because most people are like sixty thousand. how i'm like okay great let's talk base level the base level is automatically you should be creating five hundred dollars more income uh like real simply for per client per with albums and i so in that in that little PDF, I have a worksheet, and it's the math behind it. And then at the bottom is a flow chart of all the steps I'm telling you right now, so you can visualize this uh, okay. if you're re-listening. Brilliant. Yeah, we put uh, it up so there. And it, for everybody listening to the audio, again, that's jamesandjess.com slash Boca, B-O-K-E-H. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Great. For those of you watching, you can see that on the screen. Yeah, go to town. So uh, step one, and I'm going to preface all this by saying your profit comes post-wedding because you guys are going to be thinking like, wait, 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 how does this work? The profit comes post-wedding. What I'm going to say pre-wedding is, is how to introduce albums to each client. Okay. Uh, so step one, it begins with adding an album credit into your most popular collection. So if you're uh, like most photographers, there's a six, eight, and 10 hour collection or a middle collection is what you want people to be booking. Uh, so what I suggest is, and I'm going to say this boldly without raising your prices, and I'll explain why in just a second, add yeah. in a $600 album credit hmm. good for an 8x8, 20-page linen album. And this is very strategic. Uh, 600 is the price of that, that kind of matters per page. 
but then 20 page linen is the smallest kiss book you can order it's usually the smallest book you can order from any album creator yeah and uh retail out the door that's going to cost you 105 dollars wholesale which means even if they don't which they will it's only going to cost you $105 if they're like no upgrades whatsoever, which is where your profit's going to come from. And if you're scared and you're like, I don't believe you yet. Cool. Put $105 on your prices to cover your bases. You know? Sure. Sure. Uh, so that's step one. Add that in there. And I would use the language $600 album credit. Good for an eight by eight, 20 page linen album. And then second, this is uh, this is kind of one a, is give them the most kick-ass wedding experience of their lives. Okay. Very important. One. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> super important because you have to, and I'm assuming most people care about that. You have to give them that. And you'll start to see as you start offering albums, your mind's going to shift into this different story mode of how you do this whole album thing. And how you're actually photographing their wedding. You're actually going to think in terms of how you're going to design the album. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then step two is post-wedding. What you're going to do is, uh, in our case, you're going to go into the Kiss Designer which is this amazing software where you can design albums and you're going to, you're going to choose anywhere from a hundred to 150 images, depending on the caliber and size wedding and the traditions that happen. And it's enough to tell the full story of the wedding day from start to finish. That's what your goal is here. So then you're going to go into the kiss designer and you're going to design a wedding uh, with no more, I would say than three images per page, six per spread, which is a double page. And just design it from from getting ready to the grand exit, them running through the sparklers and and everything in between chronologically, of course, with a lot of uh, an artful eye and emotion. But that usually takes around 40 to 60 pages, which if you remember, step one is 20 pages, 40 to 60 pages. And that's what you design them. And then step three right after that is this is where Kiss really comes in clutch. After you design this, it, it produces a link. And all you have to do is you go into that link and you can set this slideshow to music. So you pick the first dance song, put it to that, and then we just send an email. Hey, lovebirds. They're usually, it's like Tuesday after the wedding for us usually or Wednesday. So they're probably on their honeymoon. I hope you're enjoying your honeymoon. Yeah. Great news. The slideshow to your wedding is ready. All you have to do is hit play. Make sure the sound's on. Grab a drink and enjoy. Feel free to share this link with your family and friends. Enjoy this. And that will give us enough time to finish the rest of your images, which all that means is sending them to, you know, photographers edit, whoever's editing. Woohoo! Shout out. Back. <laughs> there it is. And in th- what that does is most people, this is where most people argue is, oh, but I send a blog post. Great. Let's have a, a little DTR with your blog yes. that define the relationship. And we blog weddings and we blog engagement sessions and we're all about that. But blogs power lie in SEO and lie in other people finding you. If your goal with your current couple is to serve them best, then presenting their story as they hired you to do should be done in the best way possible. Hmm. Second, you're not going to get paid from your couple to write this blog post. You get paid from future couples finding those blog posts. You know, I always like, when was the last time that a bride paid you for her blog post. I was like, I have yet to find someone. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also so much power instead of like, here's some images, here's a story. Mm -hmm. Hey, press play on this. And then they just see that goes to this link. And all it is, is music digitally turning pages. And psychologically, what happens in step three is when they see that, 
it that is for the rest of history their first impression of their wedding story from start to finish that is a if that was where it ended here that's enough that's a service yeah. that us as photographers carry we carry a weight you know we're all used to it so we don't really feel it we carry a weight to tell these people's stories well and mm-hmm. In all of my experience, that's the number one way of doing it. And so that, for them, seals it in. And then for us, seals it in for a better uh, a better thing. So the, the next thing you're going to do is, you know, in between that, you know, you get your photos back, you upload the gallery, and you, you send them. You send the images just like you normally would. Hey, here's your, your CloudSpot link or your Pixie Set link or whatever people are using. And you know, download the images. This is how you share them with your family and friends. Here's all of your images. And that's just, that's just goes right back with the system. I'm assuming we all send that email. <laughs> uh, and then step four, which is after you send the slideshow, after they got their images back, this is where it gets, uh, this is where it gets really fun. You essentially send them an email, which you can take the time to craft a beautiful email that says, hey, guys, I'm so happy you're loving your images. I usually send this three days after I send all the images. You know, the benefit of this is you can see when they open your images and all that. And every now and then they'll ask. Like, they'll get their images and be like, great, how do I get my album? I'm like, perfect, I have an email for you. <laughs> oh, wow, um, nice. Which is always like, I got them. <laughs> uh, so they, you send an email. It just says, I hope you're enjoying your photos. I'm still on cloud nine about this wedding. You know, all the fluff you can put in there. Still getting compliments and, and all those things. And, and then uh, I say, hey, you know, the, the great news is your, your collection came with an album. And there's really no better way. And I, true, I believe this from the bottom of my heart. There's no way to experience your wedding story. Tangible printed album that's guaranteed for 100 years on your coffee table. Let's get you your album. Your collection... Or uh, that slideshow I sent you was the first impression of your album. Your collection came with a $600 album credit that's good for a 20-page, 8x8 linen album. I wanted to tell your story from start to finish, and that took me, you know, say, 55 pages. I know that that's a lot more pages than came in your album, but I just wanted to tell your story from start to finish. So for the next 30 days, I would love to offer you 30% off any upgrades you have. You can, uh, and, th- and now the, and then in there, I just explain the, the, uh, ex- the link, the uh, slideshow, that's the word, the slideshow is <laughs> okay. open. And okay. all they have to do is hit this little button and it opens up a designer where they can communicate with you. So you guys nice. click that button and all you have to do is tell us, do you want to swap images there's also a calculator on the side. So it'll say how much their upgrades cost. And this is the beauty in that. I end the email with, you know, 30 days, 30% off any upgrades. If you want, this is this is a very powerful line. If you want to go back to that 20-page album, no problem. Just let me know what pages to remove. <laughs> so what happens then is they're like, I can't not have this story told. Hmm. And, you know, some people kind of think that's like a, a bait and switch move, but it's not. And also what some of the behind the scenes things that we haven't mentioned is, you know, you're telling them like, this is a great 20 pages is a great highlight reel, but you'll have an opportunity to upgrade. They're aware of these things, you know, that they're going to want to upgrade more. And, and then you say, just let me know. And at that point I would say eight out of 10 or seven out of 10, remove a couple pages or swap a few things and still upgrade one out of 10, 
tries to get back to 20 and never makes it to there. <laughs> and then I don't say what one out of the 10 just adds more, which is like pretty crazy. And so, right. and then what happens there is inside the kiss designer, you can input all this information. You can say they have $600 album credit. Also for 30 days, they have 30% off. So when they're seeing like, Oh, I had 20 pages. Okay. Here's 40. Oh, but there's that $600 removed. There's that 30% discount. Nice. It's this. They're looking at an album that may have cost three grand that they're getting for twelve fifty. Okay. And it's crazy. And I, this, and that's how simple it is. And then the next things you do is you go back and forth. You finalize the design, and then you you I drop ship it because no one lives here. So I order. I invoice <laughs> them for the upgrade, and that's where your profit comes from. Is that invoice? Um, and that's where it is super, uh, in that download, it's really easy to make $500 profit per client from this because okay. say they only upgrade 10 pages and they want a little bit bigger of a size and leather. That's going to be it about right there. And it sounds every time I teach this, I'm like, is this really work? <laughs> and then if I, if I had, when I'm presenting this, I literally have uh, screenshots of my HoneyBook invoices to prove this. I mean, we're talking 800, 1200, $3,000 upgrades, um, and then you go to Kissbooks, and for about 30 bucks, you can do this yourself, but for us, $30 is worth it. They wrap it with a bow on it, handwritten note, love James and Jess, yep. boom, ship it. Yep. Which, as we were talking about luxury goods. Is that, and Kiss is on board yeah. with that, you know? And and then the last thing that I would mention in there is, if we're talking about kicker endings, this isn't necessary, um, but I really love it. Kiss offers these things called baby kisses and they're four by four albums. They're like really cute. They're awesome. Yeah. They're whole, they're like, they're so cute. It's perfect, you yeah. know? And so what we do is we just duplicate ad. And if you order more, you get a, like a 10% discount and then we'll ship that as well. And in the notes say, this is a little gift for you so you can take it wherever you go. And we tell them to keep it in their purse so they can show it with it to everyone. And they'll literally bring it out of grocery stores yep. and like, <laughs> like, oh, you just got married. How was your wedding? Oh, here, let Which me Which I'm you. all about, like, I love digital. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm going to save that line. I'm going to save that line for a second too. Okay. Um, and this is where most people who are listening might be like, there's no way, you know, people are going to spend that much. And I have a, a whole... Thing because I went through that too. And I remember the first time we, we came up with this system and we mapped out these steps and I wrote like the email explaining how to get your album is like I'm four paragraphs. It's a beautiful email that I wrote. Uh, and so I'm like, okay. And I sent it. And I was like, there's no way. And then I just got this little ding. I found the email a couple weeks ago and it just was like, we're so in love with this. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Can I just change three, three images? And she did. And she, and then it was like, it was like a $1,400 sale or something, which wow. I was like, I literally was like, there's no, it, to this day, I'm still like, there's no way this is happening, but it's yeah. this true value of what you have to offer. Um, and then the other thing, why it works is the, the wedding's over. The wedding budget is gone. Like you're, they're married. They're starting life together. They're making financial decisions as, as a couple together. And now they... They don't view this as part of the wedding budget. They view this as an investment into their marriage and their, that's, first and their first purchase together. Yeah. So psychologically what happens, you know, I talk a lot about psychology because sales, a lot of it's emotionally tied in this. Yeah. And one of the bigger things is the, the wedding budget's gone. You know, this is what you guys are doing. Uh, and that sounds super simple every time I teach it, but that's essentially how I do it. Of course, if you guys have questions, uh, you can email me, james at jamesandjess.com, and I will answer all your questions for you. I, I want people to do this more. 
And um, one of the lines, if you guys want to remember this, is if someone asks, like, why, why an album or is this really necessary? Because, you know, the biggest fear I didn't want to do is I don't want to confront when someone's like, I don't need the album. You know, I used to be like, oh, OK, but no, I'm like, this is what I say. I say, hey, I, I totally understand. I said, I, I love digital. I said, as much as I love digital photography and, and the digital world, like it's remarkable that we could FaceTime right now and, and have a client meeting online. It's amazing that I can send you your photos yeah. digitally and you can yeah. send them to the world. And we have social media. There is nothing that beats experiencing your wedding day in a printed album that sits on your table that's guaranteed for life. And they're always like, oh, you're right. <laughs> let's, let's keep the album. I don't even carry a person. I would still want to carry one of those See? mini those yeah, mini albums exactly. around. They're I would so carry a fanny yes. pack just to carry one of those around. They're <laughs> so brilliant. I I want to say Kiss was really kind of the first album company that that started producing those years ago. And it was a long the, time ago. Yeah, like a decade or more ago. I mean, it's, and they were the coolest things even at the time. I, I love that they still yeah. offer that. I, I want to let me let me just jump back because I know that we're going to be able to give and we already have. We'll we'll share it again in a little bit. The link to download the the worksheet. But for sure. everybody listening as well, I just want to co- go back through these steps. So the first step is to, to add that album credit to the package. We mm-hmm. talked about the $600 credit. I'm literally looking at my notebook here that I, I was trying to... This is great. My, my chicken it. scratch of handwriting that, that I was trying to oh, take. Oh, I have with. the same dilemma. Um, and then, of course, produce the, the, the kick-ass experience to go with it. Yeah. Of course. Number two is the, the Kiss Designer. And you were talking about the significance of three images per page. Is that correct? Yeah, three images per page max because okay. what we're going for is like a beautiful design and a story, not a yearbook. Okay. So some of them, it's just one image over both pages, like an yeah. epic, you know, a hero shot, yep. full bleed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I always just say like no more than three per page because then it just gets – because then what, what you don't want is them to be like, oh, well, here, put one page with like half my images on it, you know, and then you're like, no, that's not how it was supposed yeah. to happen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very much a minimalist myself, so I like that single image on a page. I think it looks great. And that happens to help with sales as well. So that's, that's kind of sure. cool. But um, number three was then to, to create that slideshow, create and share the slideshow with, with music, which really is super impactful. We used to use that as a tool too, as, as wedding mm-hmm. photographers. And it's, mm-hmm. man, it really makes such a big difference. I'm, I'm such a sucker for good music with whatever the visual yes. is at the mo- in the moment. Yeah. And I, I, I know it can be super impactful emotionally, as you were talking about. So that's huge. And then number four was the sharing of that, the 30% discount with the upgrade. Is yeah. that correct? So, yeah, I, I call it the offer. Send the offer. Okay. Um, yeah. You but send them is, all their images Yeah, in between first. three and four, I guess, is sending them all their images, of course. Okay. But in my head, that's not part of the album process. Yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's sending them an email that explains the the deal and okay. how, to, how to design it, you know. All right. Yeah. And, and that then, will take the most time. And I can I can show everyone how to do that and stuff. And But that's the email that's like, here, we're going to meticulously tell you what's going on. Got it. Uh, okay. So then I guess at that point, then there's the, the kind of the back and forth of finalizing the mm-hmm. design. Is that the fifth step? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then the sixth step, is it is it drop ship? Am I getting these right? I want to make sure. Yeah, I... you're going to. It's uh, invoice and drop ship. Okay. And then what, what is oh, seven? Yes, invoice, six is in, invoice, seven is drop ship. Drop ship. Okay. Because so, I always like, I always make sure to, that they pay first before I'm like, oh man, because <laughs> yeah. Kiss sometimes, sometimes if Kiss just fires out these albums and you're like, oh crap, like it's already there. We've had, we've had couples on payment plans and I'm like, oh no, Kiss finished their album way before their payment plan happened. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an amazing thing that Kiss yeah. can work that quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, their system, Systems has been a, a strength of theirs for a very long time. Oh, it's a long really time. impressive. Yeah. 
So, okay, so invoice, drop ship. And then what would you say the eighth step? Is there officially an so eighth, eighth step? Eight, yeah, eighth is, is uh, rinse and repeat, I guess. But okay. this is where eight is where uh, we, we, we go from like 10 or 20 to 60K. This is the eighth is scale it, is do that with mom and dad. Basically, it's like, wow, okay, okay, mom and dad want this. So essentially, they don't really have credit. But what you can do is design them a 20-page album mm-hmm. and run them through the very similar thing. And if you guys send a pre-wedding questionnaire, this is a great time to ask for mom and dad's uh, email. email addresses. And of course, at the wedding, if you're being a great experience, you're going to get to know them and they're going to know you. And, Absolutely. And that it comes very naturally. You know, Thinking about it all seems very like in your head and and how does this work? But once you go through the wedding, it's just part of the conversation and just flows into it. So step eight is kind of repeat and scale. So we do this, you know, the brightening room system, and then each set of parents go through this system as well. And when you think about it generationally, especially their parents' generation is used to tangible products. Like when mm-hmm. their weddings happened, it was film photography and they had actual prints. So it's a, we found it's a lot easier when we bring up, oh, are your parents interested in a wedding album? They're like, yes, absolutely. We want to make sure we have something tangible. We don't yeah. just want this on our cell phones. Yeah. So that's been really easy for us. And then their parents are stoked that they get to have the <laughs> album as well. It's been really great. Yeah. Well, it, this has been a super detailed breakdown. You guys have been so gracious to spend so much time with us too. Not just sharing this, but all the other topics that we've oh, managed thanks. to cover in the amount of time. Um, and what we're going to do, and I'm going to pop this up on the screen again for oh. everybody watching, but then certainly oh, yes. of course, for those listening as well, jamesandjess.com slash Boca. And you can actually go download a worksheet with this information as well. Make sure to do that to take advantage. And um, it's nice to, you know, I, I wasn't much of a, a salesperson when I was shooting weddings. You know, I shot for mm-hmm. over a decade. But I think back to some of the money that I missed out on as a result of not just kind of putting basic <laughs> systems like this into place even. Totally. After, especially after the fact. I mean, there's, we were charging, unfortunately, a premium for some time for the wedding photography itself. And I guess we kind of got a little bit lazy because we were like, oh, we're, you know, we're making X amount from, from the weddings. We don't have to worry we're about trying to sales. Yeah. But the reality is we missed out on a lot. And having yeah. a system like this that enables, especially those who are maybe aren't kind of naturally leaning towards sales can be super helpful. And I appreciate the detail with which you laid out the whole process too. We'll make sure to, <laughs> to link to all the information in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Uh, anything that you guys want to add here as we close out? Man, I'm just fired up on this every time I talk about it. Uh, But whoever's listening, you guys have questions, let me know. Uh, James at jamesandjess.com and I'll answer any email. And we'll we'll link to that again in the show notes at bocapodcast.com for for everybody that is is listening, that is watching. I I do appreciate everybody who's joined us today. And again, for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this, after the fact, please make sure to go back and and watch the the live view. You missed out on a lot of the visuals. First of all, just getting to see James's biceps and mustache. Um, But but also... Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah... Also, everything else that that uh, we we were sharing there on screen, super helpful to be able to and, and enjoyable just to be able to see that. So, uh, y'all make sure to come back and and check it out at uh, facebook.com slash Boca Podcast. James and Jess, thank you guys so much for making time to to hang out with all of us today. I love it, Nate. Thanks thank for having you. us.